game begin. Hi, and welcome to episode four of Dad Gum Nerds, your podcast for family first fanboy fun. I'm your host, Andrew, and joining me today are my fellow dads, Zach. Hey there. Trip. Hey. And Aaron. What's up, guys? You guys, want to say thank you real quick for all the questions that you guys submitted. Mm-hmm. We got enough to do an uh, episode for a Q&A on this one, so we are super excited to do that. We couldn't do without you fans without question. Oh, off to the races already. <laughs> and I have to make one. up for the atrocity that was the last episode. <laughs> Y'all had no puns in an episode about DC. Are you even jokering me right now? You basically were robbing our listeners of a full oh experience. God. Wow. Okay. You brought wow. up Green You're Arrow, the perfect okay. second <laughs> string hero for targeted puns that always hit the bullseye. Wonder Woman, an Amazon Prime candidate to whip out good puns. What yeah, guys? Just this is just Batman. It's worth it's worth mentioning. Zach got no sleep <laughs> the How past long couple of nights you? because he's been writing all of he, these this, down. He was coming up with this list. How Listen, long? I could you? I could pontificate longer. Okay. <laughs> God. That was Superman. Oh, Aaron, don't <laughs> encourage this. We also want to say a thank you to our one listener from Mexico. So viva la Mexico. <laughs> Viva la podcast. Mucho gusto. Thank you so much. <laughs> I don't know. That's about all I remember from high school Spanish. So, anyways, thank you, our one letter listener from Mexico. Uh, also, uh, who's going to be keeping pun count today? Uh, audience, uh, hopefully, is going to be keeping that. So, <laughs> well, yeah, we're already um, at eight. So, way off to a great start. Actually, nine. If you if you count what uh, Aaron just said, yeah, a second don't ago. leave mine out. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. nine. Yeah. Well, today we're going to be tackling questions sent in by you guys, the listeners. But first, uh, anything happened to the dads this weekend? Dad life? No, I just I just am wondering if anybody is in the market for a gently used toddler. It's it's, (laughs) it's a 2019 model. uh, How many miles? Uh, it's, 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 uh, I mean, what, how are we measuring miles? Well, she's, is it, is it up on she's all her shots? A, she's had about, yes, yeah, she's up on all of her shots. She's, she's, if we're measuring miles and like little pitter patters across the living room floor, maybe 30,000. So okay, you know, pretty fresh, pretty, pretty fresh. So no major stories. Just, just, she is a strong willed child. That's a good thing. Uh, well, that couldn't be genetic. <laughs> no, not yeah. at all. Get, you know who won't let who will, won't let me forget that? My mother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's lots like, of love. Payback. Uh, every time. Payback. This week was my uh, son's first birthday, so it was my dad anniversary. Oh, all right, congratulations. congratulations and happy yep. birthday! So, what have you learned in your first year as a dad? Um, that keeping my child alive takes vast amounts of energy. Are you still? Are you? St- Still ranking that as a special ability, a special uh, keeping skill. my son alive. Yes, I would now say that you've so, done it yes. for a year. Okay, all right. When will it? When will it become not a special skill? When do you think um, you will? When just he have is off at college. Wow. <laughs> okay. So, all right. In, in the meantime, just keeping him alive—that—that's good enough for me. I'm pretty sure one of the Infinity Stones is parenthood. They just renamed it. Uh, anyone else before we move on? Yeah, so my son, who he'll turn four in October, he's been swimming a lot this summer at uh, my in-laws pool. And uh, a couple of days ago, he actually swam all the way lengthwise from one end to the other. 
Oh, wow. Through the deep end. Man. Yeah. That's a yeah. that's a stroke of genius right there. Uh, it was. It was right. uh, uh, Yeah, largely, you know, he he goes underwater and comes up for for breath and then goes back that's under. That's really and, good. Yeah, wow. he so he's now he's now uh, an emerging well, swimmer. It was it was impressive more that he swam most of it under the water rather than on the surface. I thought oh. that was actually more impressive. Um I was of course swimming along beside him. Um ready to pull him out at any notice but he did no, it you're standing on the side of the pool you got like, this well, buddy yeah, yeah, sink or it. swim man sink or swim but well, it was you know, it's funny speaking of speaking of water rowan did something this week so uh at the bottom of the big hill that we live on there's kind of this retaining pool of water that fills up whenever there's a storm of which there are many here in the south in the summer and we've taught him that when it gets nasty with mud we've taught him to point at it and go ew as a way of Hey, don't don't go swimming in that. All right. This is not a swimming pool. It's ew. <laughs> well, I was watching a episode of Clone Wars the other day and the Gungans came on screen, <laughs> of course, which live in a swamp. I already know where this and is And he going. points at the screen and goes, ew. There it is. And I was there like, yes, son. He Gungans knows. are. He already ew. knows. I, I could not have been more proud. That, that is phenomenal. Zach, you are raising Rowan correctly. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. Oh, I could amazing. I could have given that kid any ribbon, anything he desired up to half my kingdom. I was <laughs> you just have so done proud whatever of it takes to hey, dissuade yeah, him from right. Jar Jai Binks. Right. Well, guys, we're going to get to the meat of our episode, the Q&A yeah. section of this. Our first question today comes from Spencer Thompson via the website. If you guys hey. have been listening for any amount of time, you probably have seen his name around. I can't wait to hear it. I'm in such suspense. Well, his question for us is what is the most fun and the least fun experience you each have had going to the movies? What is the most fun and least fun experience you've had going to the movies? Uh, Zach, let's start off with you. What was your most fun experience? Most fun was when I went to the opening night of Star Wars Episode 3. So this was this was back in the day when they did midnight showings and only midnight showings. There was none of this. Oh, we're actually going to release it at 7 p.m. No, 7 p.m. Correct. Which, which I will admit as a dad, I now really, <laughs> oh, really yeah. appreciate. But at but, the time you still go to the theater, it, it was midnight or bust. Right. So you just knew that you were going to pay for it the next day. Uh, but I was 14. I, I was a total Star Wars geek. Like this is 2005. Right. And I listened to podcasts in 2005. Before podcasts were cool, I, I was the guy that listened to the Star Wars theories and the behind the scenes podcast. I was a forum. I was a Star Wars dot com club member. Oh, I, gosh. So the this is like my Olympics, right? Pause. What were you dressed as? Obi-Wan Kenobi, okay. my favorite, my <laughs> absolute right. favorite character. So okay. anyway, I went and. I mean, there was hundreds of people also dressed up. There's people doing lightsaber duels outside. There was toy stores giving away toys for episode three. And I remember my brother. Giving who, away? Yeah. All oh, you had to awesome. do was answer trivia questions. So cool. my brother, who was 10 at the time, they went up to him and uh, us Yoakums, we're, we're fun sized people. So even though he was 10, he looked <laughs> oh, like he was Is that what six. you call short? We're, we're energy fun-sized. efficient, Aaron. Okay. We, we go green. So uh, anyway, they went up to my brother thinking that he was like six and go, hey, little boy, do you know the name of the person who turns to the dark side in this movie? And my brother, who is also a huge Star Wars fan, just looks at this lady. He's like, Anakin Skywalker. And she's like, oh, 
uh, well, yeah, I guess that's more correct. I was going to go for Darth Vader and Nick's, you know, just schooled her. Um, and so he got, he got two free star Wars figures just for answering that question. So anyway, it was really fun. There was cheers during the movie hollers. Everyone stayed after for like two hours and talked about it and dissected it, even though it was, you know, kind of a, a school night. It, it was lots of fun. How about you trip? Uh, I'm afraid to tell my story after that epic little <laughs> little tale. Um, so I don't go to the movies a lot, even <gasps> when even when I like had the time, even before the wife, before the kid. Uh, people do you just, just always. To like, do you just prefer to watch them at home or something? Well, yeah, people typically the stuff I like. Uh, people typically ruin for me the matrix and star wars and stuff like that zach and i probably would not have been friends back when he was 14 (laughs) because the wavy the waving uh, lightsabers probably would have distracted okay so you're that guy who's in the movie theater scoffing in the back row who's all high and mighty when we're just trying to eat our popcorn and i just like zeroing i just like having an uninterrupted experience in the theater and thank god you know Flat screens are and sound surround sound are affordable enough to where you can almost have the same experience. It's not the same experience, but my favorite experience going to the movies was senior year of high school when I went to go see X2 in the theaters. Oh, um, yeah. Nice. It was coming out right at the tail end of my senior year. So like a lot of people were just focusing on bonding a whole lot. I had actually moved my at the end of my junior year and started at a brand new high school my senior year like nobody wants to do that like it's you you spend three years establishing a name for yourself and uh and then your senior year you don't get to be like a true senior mm-hmm. um and i just remember like towards the end of that year we we just on a whim were like yeah let's go see x-men and, yeah, let's uh, bond. Let's go sit for two hours well, and not talk to each and, other. And that's why I remember. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, depending on which group of guys you hang out with, you don't have to say a single word. Yeah, uh, it, that's true. And it okay. was just, true. and it was, it was a shared experience. And so, yeah, I mean, I remember I, I thought, you know, that was the, at that point, it was the best comic movie ever made. Uh, watching at Wolverine point, go just berserk. Was. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, that was, like I said, more, not like the greatest story in the world, but one of my more memorable experiences. Well, wow, you're, you're, you're right, Trip. That wasn't as good as mine. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> All right. Aaron, I'm assuming some of your best memories were probably with Zach going to see Star Wars premieres. Yeah, we, so we definitely saw a lot of movies together, but believe it or not, I don't think we saw any of the prequels together really no, well, we didn't shocking. know we didn't know of each other's existence when episode one came out right i think we had only just met each other when two came out no no we had known each other a couple years when two came out because we talked about it all the time you but you had already seen it twice in the theater by the time i was able to actually by the time my dad took me to go see it oh that's I remember, right yeah, we that were, was yeah, the yeah, we, days okay, right yep. right no we were definitely definitely friends then um, and same for episode three, but I don't think we actually went to any of the prequels together on well, the same we night. we saw it enough times individually and then talked about it that we might as well have seen it together. Right. But we did see Solo together. I think we saw Rogue One together and we definitely saw all the sequels together. Um, <laughs> no, my favorite, actually, speaking of episode one, though, that's one of the first that came out when I was like eight or nine. And I, I have distinct memories of going to see that in the theater and just being blown away by it. Because when you're when you're a kid or even as an adult, when that was the next iteration of Star Wars and it's all you knew as the next iteration of Star Wars, it was pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. And as a kid, whether you 
tolerated Jar Jar or hated him or as a kid, I kind of not speak. his name. I didn't (laughs) really think one thing or the other about him. I just thought Obi-Wan was awesome. Qui-Gon was awesome. Darth Maul was amazing. The lightsaber duel blew me away. Well, when he pulls and, out the double bladed lightsaber, oh, your yeah. little nine year old oh, brain is yeah. like, what? oh, yeah. And it was so cool it just comes to see, in double. <laughs> see new, new Star Wars things that, going back to our conversation a couple of weeks ago, still felt like Star Wars. So, yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was a great one. Uh, so, my favorite going to a theater, this is a really funny story. Uh, we, I was in college at the time. We had a group that was all going together to see the midnight premiere for the hunger games. I have no idea why I think we were all just dumb and stupid and wanted to go see a film. Who convinced you to do that? I don't remember. It was, I I'm usually in bed by like nine o'clock, even in college. Yeah, so I'm I not still sure don't know how we me. convinced you to stay up till midnight for anything. Well, uh, somehow I did. And so, you know, the energy in the room is all high cause it's a midnight premiere for something. And uh, I remember the trailers came on, you know, a bunch of stuff you don't remember, but I remember specifically that the trailer for the last twilight movie came <laughs> out and this is not going where you guys think it is just heads up. Um, the trailer for the last Twilight movie comes on and you could hear like the visible, the, the, the audible groan in the room. <laughs> mm-hmm. And as it, you know, the, the trailer comes to an end and the name of the film, I think it was like Twilight Eclipse, you know, pops up some dude in the front row, like super masculine voice goes, yes. <laughs> and the whole theater just erupted. And it, oh, it was so funny. I, to this day, I still remember that so vividly. Thank you to whoever you are. If you are listening to this podcast, you brought unending joy to us. Um, I will say my least favorite experience that I ever had uh, for going to a movie. I went and saw quantum of solace which by itself mm, yeah you know that, that mm, alone, that's it but, that was just a bad experience uh, somebody put it. that together and said how many different times can we cut from one shot to another in this movie <laughs> i'm well, willing to bet i'm willing to bet like i don't know thirty thousand or yeah it was well, over uh, nine thousand <laughs> I, I mean i'm asking for this because it was a dollar theater so i remember oh, vividly okay. that my shoes were st- that means you paid a dollar too much my shoes were sticking to the carpet. If that tells you anything about the establishment, <laughs> Wait, there was carpet. Yes. It yeah, was what bad. kind of upscale dollar theater do you have with carpet? Uh, <laughs> no, it was sticky from probably one too many Coca-Cola's that fell on that carpet. Um, but I remember it was about halfway through the movie and this is another funny experience, but it was still my least favorite. It was like some, they're trapped in some big hole, uh, mm-hmm. like a bit, a pit or something. And it's this real serious moment. And then all of a sudden from like, I don't know if it was in that room or a different room, all of a sudden it was like an air compressor just went off and was like, (laughs) and it went on for minutes and you're trying to see this, this trying to hear this serious conversation. And as time went on, it was like the pressure just diminished, but it still wanted to. So by the end it was like, (laughs) (laughs) and it was like what what am i gonna do i mean you can't ask for your dollar back you got what you paid for yeah um but that was that was probably my least uh least fun experience going to the movies because at least like 20 minutes of the film at least it was happening for a movie you didn't you already knew you didn't care about yeah basically yeah (laughs) you're only a dollar into it zach uh so I will begin this story with just a disclaimer that I do not recommend anyone to repeat this mistake or to seek out this movie. But 
the least fun experience I've ever had in a movie theater and easily in the top three regrets of my entire life was going to a live viewing of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. So context, the whole reason I even went to this thing is the parents of my roommate in college had fond memories of going when they were in college and said, yeah, there's a point in the movie where you get to throw toast at the screen. And I was thinking, well, that sounds pretty fun. I want to throw toast at a screen. So I I prepared prepared my little toast. I had a little Ziploc bag and I went to this thing and boy, howdy, that is the closest (laughs) to being part of a cult I have ever had. (laughs) And the shame of it all is before before anything even began, the showrunner gets up on the stage and goes, all right, rule number one, no one can throw toast. <laughs> and so like the whole reason I was there Why was am circumvented I right Why off the I bat. Here, and then I have seen things <laughs> that I cannot unsee and will haunt me the rest of my days. <laughs> it really was a horror picture show. I don't understand the appeal of that movie. Like where, where, it's the when experience. did all- it's not to just sit down and watch the movie. It's the it's the go and see it with the crowd and do all the the cult things that that, that they do with it. Yeah, it's one hundred ten percent. You do it because so and so went and regretted it, but they don't want to still regret it, so they try to <laughs> rope as many other people into doing it, so that by the time everyone now regrets it, it's like, well, okay, I guess we kind of had fun because we don't want to say we regret it. Misery loves company. Approach, <laughs> oh, that's a, that is a hundred ten percent what it was. But anyway, I. Oh I I was scared for my life at some points. I wanted to leave, but I was afraid of what might happen to me if I tried to leave. And so I ultimately sat through, you know, this three hour experience because <laughs> the, the movie is not three hours long, but the, the all the additional stuff that they do makes it longer. And I mean, it was just horrific. So <laughs> listen you know when you were 14 too. do not make the same mistake as mm. I. Trip, how about you? Again, not going to too many movies, but I did sit through Rush Hour 3. And while I do actually really enjoy that movie, uh, the row in front of me was having a phone conversation with the row behind me. Are you serious? I was like, like, they're not assigned seats. Sit next to each other (laughs) and have a conversation. At least that, I mean, I can't fault you for that, but you... What what in the world possessed you to Why sit separately you and then go? I mean, there. So I, I hear, <laughs> I hear, I hear. Are you guys going to Applebee's? <laughs> and, and 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 I was like, Why are they talking about? And I heard them go, Yeah, I think we're going to drop Tim off after about fifteen minutes, and we'll head to Applebee's behind me. And I'm like, Wait a minute, what? Are they talking? They're talking. They're talk- okay, so okay, so you're going to Applebee's and you're going to Applebee's. All right, good. I'm so gl- I'm so glad that you guys are on the same page. Now hang up your phone. And- well, you already knew they made poor life decisions if they're deciding to go to Applebee's. Oh uh, my so gosh. PS, so PSA, everyone, uh, don't be on your phone during a movie. Just don't do it, especially a cell phone, because then you are selfish. Mm. You know, I, I guess the one the one good thing about smartphones is that people text now. Now, this was many <laughs> moons ago, b- right before the advent of the iPhone, and so people were still using flip phones and just cute, tiny little Nokias the and razor. stuff like that. <laughs> they were, exactly, and they were, so their only real option to have a 
effective conversation was to talk. Gosh, uh, you're old. But <laughs> I really am. I really am. So, yeah, least favorite. Uh, all right. So our next question, we got this one via the website. Or, um, Aaron can share his yeah, there's, least there's, favorite experience. There's four of us here. There's four of us here. You're a terrible host. Aaron's, Aaron's least favorite experience was that time he was skipped. <laughs> one time that Andrew ignored me. Oh, my gosh. Aaron, how about you? Yeah, so it definitely doesn't top the Rocky Horror Picture Show for, for sure. Um, but when Avatar came out, it was all the rage. Oh, say um, no more. And everyone Never was saying, it. you have to go see mm-hmm. this movie and you have to go see it in the theater and you have to see it in IMAX. And I think it was like early college when this came out, like this probably the summer between freshman and sophomore year, I'm guessing. Yeah, that sounds about right. Pretty sure and, it was 2009. So whatever okay, that so was yeah, for that's you. About, yeah, that's about right then. So Zach and myself, um, oh. my, my sister, my twin sister and a couple of our other friends, uh, there's probably like six of us in total. We we're like, Oh, we're going to go see this avatar movie and we're going to go see it in IMAX. And tickets were like $15 even back then. And $15 over a summer in college was like, that was almost breaking the bank. Oh, absolutely. Um, but we had buy so much ramen with this money. Oh yeah. I mean, that was like two and a half hours. <laughs> All of, the of news. Work. So we get to the mall to go to go see this and and somehow there was like a mix up in tickets or something went wrong and basically what ended up happening was me and my my sister had to go see watch the movie in another theater room yeah. at the same time Aww. as Zach yeah. and the rest of my friends and my sister and I are very close and we had a great time but it was kind of like Wah, wah. like they wah, basically told the us other guys are doing yeah they were like well there's only four seats left so y'all figure out who's coming fun. in here and the, uh whoever the other two are y'all can go into the other theater and see it sorry tough luck and we we're like all right well i guess we're going in here and so basically we went and saw the movie simultaneously except the one my sister and i saw was actually not the full imax it was it was 3d but it wasn't imax and so basically we went <laughs> And then we got out of the theater, compared notes, and kind of the the funniest point to it all is we all kind of looked at each other. We're like, yeah, it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, get so, ready for three more of them. I guess. It's yeah, Avatar 4 eventually. coming eventually. One day. What? Eh. They yeah. decided to continue that dumpster James, fire? Yeah. James yeah. Cameron is pulled a Lord of the Rings and decided to film all three of them at the same time. So that's in production yeah. currently. It was fine. It was one of those like, okay, the visuals, sure, on IMAX, they were pretty spectacular. But, mm-hmm. you know, the story, the characters is kind of like, eh, okay. Well, that's another before. conversation for another time. We got another question to get to. Uh, Aaron, <laughs> thank you so much for uh, your input. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks for giving me a shot. Way I've ever heard I, somebody I be told to that. shut up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So our next question is via the website. Hey guys, sharing our hobbies and interests with our kids can lead to great connections that last a lifetime. What was the first piece of fandom that you shared with your kids? Super excited to listen in as I myself am a dad plus a nerd. So thank you for that. There are Um, others out there. I I am also going to allow uh, that you want to share with your kids because Mm -hmm. as of right now, my uh, one year old. uh, Exactly. It doesn't fully appreciate the artisticness that the Marvel Cinematic Universe is. <laughs> yeah, blocks um, are life right now. So mm-hmm. yep. and Sesame yep. Street, Cookie Monster specifically. Well, when mm. when Teddy gets older, what would you like to share, Andrew? I would love to share with him um Nintendo games. 
I'm really looking oh. forward to playing mm-hmm. some Mario Kart, um, playing some uh, Legend of Zelda with him uh, and probably getting my butt beat by him in Super Smash Brothers at some point in time. No, we must always have dominance. You have to stay just just good enough to be able to beat your kids. Some dads, some dads arm wrestle. Nerds play Super Nintendo. (laughs) Uh, Trip, how about you? You will never, you will never top my button mashing skills. Uh, Let's see. I uh, so yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat as Andrew. I've got an 18 month old, and she just blankly stares at stuff so uh she (laughs) including you including me exactly uh unless she wants something but um Uh, so i actually have had a plan for a long time even before uh i had kids but when i got married i decided that i would start my kid off with all the retro stuff i grew up with so that as we escalated and progressed that she could graduate to you know, each subsequent generation of consoles and or um, TV okay. show or Respect. movies or anything like Respect. that. So she could appreciate the the history of all of these things. So you have like so, a full nerd curriculum prepared for her. That's exactly right. I've been preparing for this my <laughs> entire life. My gosh, uh, I'm so unprepared. Teach so me your ways. We will uh, we will start with um, uh, Westerns. And black and white movies, because that's that's what I was raised on. All and right. then uh, as she's older, she can see the more uh, mature type things. Um, so as you, progress, as you progress through this, do you start with like sandals and then, all right, you now have earned sandals and socks. And then <laughs> now you have earned Crocs with no yeah. shirt. And like, they're <laughs> actually they're actually pins. They're oh, okay. actually little pins. So as she like as she scouts. graduates, I will yeah I will I will add them to her uh, her little sash. All right. So you start start off with western black and white right. movies. Yeah, western black and white movies, and uh, you know I wanted I want to do a like a Saturday morning cartoon routine with her. Like find a bunch of stuff that um, nice. find a bunch of stuff on you know Netflix or streaming services because there's actually you know ten years ago or so. Saturday morning cartoons literally cease to exist. They they so they sad. do not show them anymore. But you would show her westerns and black and white films before even Saturday morning cartoons. Well, I didn't necessarily mean that I was going to start. Did I say I would start her with them? I didn't necessarily mean that I was going to. Uh, I mean, I think that's I was, great because then when you get to color, it'll blow her mind. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so yes, yeah, sort of curate some Saturday morning cartoons and uh, eat a bunch of sugary cereal and stuff like that. Oh, every kid needs to do it. And comic books. Uh, I, I'm sure she'll she won't ever really like latch on to them, but I want her to know my roots. I want her to know where I came from, and uh, it's entirely possible some of them might pave her pay her way for college. So <laughs> she can at least appreciate them. After she gets through the black and white movies, I know she'll appreciate the comic books. It'll be some comic relief. Uh, oh, on that man. note, and while I'm thinking of you, Aaron, Aaron, how yeah. about you? Oh, hey, thanks, Andrew. Appreciate that. No problem. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, so my it was inevitable that uh, that Star Wars was going to be <gasps> going to be the first. I am so uh, shocked. I know, shocked, right? But it's a it's a very easy entry point. Our our son is uh, almost four, and he he came by it on us. He's been surrounded by Star Wars really since he was born because we had posters. Mm-hmm. I have plenty of collectibles. Um, I watched the movies in, in our living room in our little apartment when we first had him. Um, so he came by it honest. Um, and it kind of progressed from there. I, I showed him the, uh, star Wars Legos, like the original ones that came out that I still have in boxes. He plays with those now. 
Um, he plays the Lego Star Wars video game uh, on oh, Xbox. Yeah. Two birds with um, one stone there. <laughs> yeah, and he's actually now we we limit the amount of time. He's not sitting around all day playing it. Um, but for for a three year old, he's actually pretty good at it. Okay. He knows all the characters. Um, so yeah, Star Wars definitely. Um, I'm I'm really excited to introduce Lord of the Rings. That's going to come later. Of course, you got to be older, not just because mm-hmm. it's a, it's a little bit scarier, but it also the story themes and the plot and everything is a little bit harder to follow. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm really excited to introduce him to that. And he already knows it a little bit because I have the, the, the Lego Lord of the Rings game too. And okay. he plays that. So he kind of knows the characters of that, okay. but that's he's a, as diehard a Star Wars fan as me. Well, uh, I think At everybody three. knows Zach, what you are about to say. <laughs> well, it'll shock no one that I didn't care how old Rowan was. Like the moment I knew that he could hold attention on something for more than three seconds, I introduced him to Star Wars. I, <laughs> when he was six months old, Almost to the day I sat him down, Meredith was out and I was like, it's time. And so I sat him down. You are, you are plenty old. (laughs) I dressed him, I dressed him up in the star Wars blanket that we have and I turned it on and man, that first note, that first John Williams, brilliant note at the beginning of a new hope. I might have teared up a little bit as I sat and watched that with my son. And I mean, he was, his attention was, was glued to the screen all the way through the opening scroll. Um, but I think that was because of the music. Like Rowan loves all things musical. So, I mean, he just loved listening to the music and then he, he lost interest by the time C3PO and R2D2 were off the screen. And I was like, okay, maybe we should watch something else. Darth Vader's about to come on. That's a bit scary. So anyway, we at least got through the opening crawl and C3PO and R2D2 in star Wars episode four, a new hope. So I'm basically just earlier in the journey of Aaron with Cameron and no one was surprised. (laughs) Surprise, surprise, surprise. He's, he's my little youngling. So our next question is from Julia Rodriguez via the website. Um, Thank you, Julia, for submitting this. Did you guys watch and enjoy the clone wars? I ask because many people say that it really gave the prequels more meat and made them way more enjoyable for many people. What are your thoughts? Discuss. So, uh, Julia, we probably could talk about this for just about an entire episode. This probably could be we'll have future, episode. future episodes on this. However, our quick thoughts on this. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, let's see who we want to start off with first. Aaron, how about you? Quick thoughts on this. Yeah, um, I actually really did enjoy Clone Wars. Now, the first two seasons are a little weak. They're definitely uh, there. Uh, it, it's all a kid's show, but it, it definitely is a kid's show in the first first couple seasons. Um, but once you get to season three and on from there, it gets, I think, mm. very good. It mm-hmm. explores a lot of very thought provoking themes. You've got some great characters, um, new ones that are introduced like Ahsoka, who, again, in the first two seasons, gosh, I hate you're her figuring first. out maybe a little <laughs> annoying. Well, she's like but Luke turns... in, in episode four. Like, I want to go to Tashi Station. Right. So power can run right. But she, <laughs> turns, <laughs> she turns into this um, really, really likable character and really interesting character. And I think, honestly, one of the best new characters in the in the I Disney canon. I would very canon. much agree. Um, oh, I would take Ahsoka over Rey. In oh, 100%. Any poll, any day, any ray. I, 
I would agree. But you also, uh, to answer the original question, yeah, you do get a lot more insight into Anakin and Obi-Wan's relationship. Mm -hmm. And I think it does make Anakin's fall to the dark side yeah, that makes much it hurt more. Yeah. It makes it hurt more because you, you, what episode two portrayed and I guess episode one as well. Sure. It's there. Um, but this, this does a lot to go a lot deeper. And one of the mm -hmm. themes that I, I thought was really thought provoking was dealing with the clone army because yeah. it said during the clone wars, mm -hmm. this comes up a lot. And one of the things that shows up in, in several episodes in different ways, is just the ethics of the war and the ethics of a clone army. And, Mm -hmm. um, I don't remember what episode it is, but it basically boiled down to the question of, uh, you know, the CIS manufactures droids to go fight this war that they have no say in. Are we the same thing? Mm. And that's for for a kid show. Wow, that is that is it's a windy. really deep thought. And that's that's hard, far from the only one. And I think the animation got a lot better later on as well. But yeah, mm -hmm. I actually yeah, highly recommend it. I act, I do not say skip the first two seasons. I think you you got them out. There's a couple power, of good episodes. And there's still some good episodes in the first yeah. two seasons. Like there's, they're, they're a lot more of a mixed bag. Uh, I mean, that, that's kind of my opinion of the whole thing is that Clone Wars is a mixed bag. Um, and by you hit season three, you get more good than bad. But there are some good arcs in, in season one and two. So they're, they're not just completely skipped. Right. There are. My, my thoughts pretty much mirror almost exactly what Aaron said. Uh, but my thing is like, especially what they released on Disney plus with the last season of Clone oh, Wars season seven, those, those Oof. last four episodes in Clone Wars, I, I firmly believe this, some of the best star Wars that's been created in years. Oh, the last four episodes of season seven are better than all of the sequel trilogy oh, combined. 100%. <laughs> I'd watch those. I'd watch those in a heartbeat. How about you trip? Uh, okay. So I've never seen it before. Okay. Uh, moving on. I have I, I initially I had no I had no interest, although after this conversation, I'm I'm rethinking a few things. I did hear a lot of people talking about season seven. Um, it was just coming up in forums and stuff that well, I saw online. So it starts off strong. There's a, a midpoint story that's eh, and then right. those last four episodes are spectacular. Not to mention that Star Wars is getting ready to do an animated series on uh, a group of clones that you meet in those first yeah, four the episodes. Bad batch. The Bad yeah. Batch. Yep. Um, so I, yep. I, I, I would recommend it. You mean Republic it. Commando? Reskin? I, I may take a look at it. My <laughs> first. True. Oh my. So when I think Clone Wars, I think the original miniseries that happened circa yes, 2003. Yes, on Cartoon the Samurai Jack yeah, one. That one oh, was Gendy. That one was amazing. Yes. And I still hold it. That, that, that it like honestly set the standard for me for what like Star Wars action should look like. And mm -hmm. uh, I Grievous was so awesome in that cartoon. Oh. And I was horribly Boss. disappointed in him uh the hacking little wretch that he was in the live action movie um, so uh, he, i think still that actually that. that is a good uh, a good point to bring up with the 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 clone war series we're talking about because while i loved that clone war series as well something that the the other one the other clone wars the one we're talking right. about does is it does expand on those characters like like grievous and all these other ones that you saw for a little while in like episode three or uh, maybe an episode two and go, Oh, this guy could have been so much cooler. Well, I, in, yeah. in the clone wars, a lot of them are because they're allowed to expand. They have the time to expand on that and to, to bring up and go into more backstory and why See, they made decisions. Exactly. I just exactly. don't have a whole lot of investment in the prequel universe, universe series, anything like that. I was always, I always wanted to see stuff fleshed out more along the timeline that Luke and, uh, you know, Vader were kind of dominating the screen. But more than anything, 
I can't get past the way that cartoon looks. It looks like a bunch of melted, like action figures that were left in your hot car oh, well, for too I mean, long. It, it looks like Obi-Wan <laughs> shaves with a meat cleaver. I mean, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It, like, well, it's I an mean, interesting it's choice budget, in style. It's but... budget and limitations and what you can do with that. Like, I totally get it. Once you get so a few episodes into the, it. To go back to 2D animation. I'll watch that. Uh, okay. Uh, well, well, we are going to move on to our next question. Got this one via Facebook. Um, if you could raise your kids in any fantasy world, where would it be? Ooh. Um, I, uh, as I was thinking about this one earlier, I almost said Alderaan, but then I remembered that's probably not a great idea. <laughs> Man, the Maybe real estate on Alderaan off. right now is really blowing up. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I'd like to point okay, out that, that Zach good. is putting the tally marks down before he actually says <laughs> anything. He's... He's like, this, 17, is this is coming swipe 17 redemption oh, for that sorry excuse of a episode three uh, moving to honor a blast though zach so <laughs> 18. 18 um I, for real my answer would probably be narnia um i'm a huge fan of the chronicles of narnia and it's just such a, a beautiful world that c.s lewis created mm-hmm. uh if we're going for fun though i'm glad you brought up lego star wars aaron because uh fantastic it, game That'd be a, you know, a great way to introduce yourself into the Star Wars universe with uh, basically no consequences because you just rebuild yourself again. It's true. You just lose some of your little little Lego coins as well. Aaron, how about you? (laughs) Yeah, I actually would say Narnia as well. Um, It's a it's a beautiful, beautiful world. It's uh, it's probably one of the safest of the fantasy worlds or or, or sci fi worlds. It's got Aslan. Um, You have other talking animals that like that'd be great for the kids. Um, and humans <laughs> are basically their royalty there. They're, they're, uh, um, so yeah, I would definitely pick Narnia, uh, huge Narnia fan as well. Trip, how about you? Uh, if I was being selfish, I'd choose star Wars cause you know, star Wars is awesome, but I would teach my kid to force choke or, uh, electrocute any guy that tried to, you know, bust a move. Uh, and I would <laughs> love the go. idea. Yeah. Who needs a I shotgun would, when you have the force? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I would love the, I, I would love the idea that she could just intimidate any guy who came along. Um, uh, but if I was being like, if I was being a good dad right now, she's super into, if you give a mouse a cookie and fancy Nancy. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. um, I would probably raise her in one of those neighborhoods. Well, now I want a cookie would, trip. Thank you. Now you want a cookie. <laughs> yeah. And when you give an Andrew a cookie, yeah. want a glass of, of, of blue milk to go with it. Zach, how about you? Uh, so I, I would love Narnia and star Wars, but since it was phrased, raise your kids, I would actually say Stardew Valley. If you're unfamiliar with this, it's an Are indie game that was released on Nintendo switch and PC. It was developed by this one guy and it's basically you build an agricultural empire. It's a farming simulator. But listen, hear me out. Hear me out. All you have to do to raise a 100% guaranteed, happy, healthy, fully functional adult is you just have to throw your kid up in the air twice a day. (laughs) So you're lazy? (laughs) Are you saying you're a bad dad? (laughs) Efficient and effective is what it sounds like. Listen. If that if like if I could just throw Rowan up twice a day and know that he's going to become the best version of himself, I, I'll take that. <laughs> then I have more time to watch Star Wars with him. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. You know, when you explain it like that. OK, uh, next question. Uh, we got this one from Instagram on Noah Boa Constrictor. Who is the best Lord of the Rings character? Noah Boa Constrictor. It's clever, Noah. Huh. It's clever. Does his questions come in two by two? 
19. No, that hurt. <laughs> that was so um, good. None of them puns. feel good. Biblical puns. Trip, who's the best Lord of the Rings character? Gandalf. That's a good answer. <laughs> I mean, the guy, the guy conquered death so he could come back and, and, and lead his team. I, I, I don't, I, I can only think of one person <laughs> who did that. One other person <laughs> who did that. So, um, yeah, I think he's up there. Uh, that's a solid answer. Aaron? <laughs> uh, Aragorn, hands down. Uh, yes. Yeah. Aragorn. You're wrong. You're is, wrong. Dang he it, he was my favorite character since I, I first read the books. I was about 11 when I first read the books, and it was right before the movies came out. And I was super spoiled because I these books that had been out for like 50 years at that point, I read them, and then like maybe a year later, Fellowship of the Ring came out. And I just thought, oh, this is great. I read this book and the movies that came out. And there's like people who are like, we've been waiting for these for like 40 years at this point. Um, <laughs> but yeah, whether whether it's on screen or in the book. And I, I definitely I love the movies, but I prefer the books. And Aragorn is hands down my best character, my favorite character, um, possibly in fantasy or sci fi, period. He's strong, oh, wow. faithful, mm. brave. He's a leader. He's willing to sacrifice and does. He's honest. He's respectful. He understands his family's history coming from Numenor and he understands the weight that is placed on him and both the blessing and the curse that his line has. He's waiting to retake the throne of Gondor. And this was something, and I want to make this point. Maybe this is a whole other episode in the movies. Just just keep going, Aaron. In the movies, they portray him (laughs) as, as kind of resistant to taking the throne. Right. And there's this, there's this hesitancy and he does have, there's some of that in the book. But the hesitancy comes from him understanding that it's not the right time and that there's other mm-hmm. things that have to take place beforehand. In the movie, they portray it as this fear of failure. And the reason I like the book version that much more is that there is no fear of fa- failure. He knows he is supposed to be king. He knows he is going to re- do what it takes to reclaim that throne, and then he will rule justly and wisely, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but there's, th- there's things that have to happen first. And in that time... He's a ranger in the north, continuing the tradition of men and the Numenorean line after they came over into Middle Earth um, to protect those who can't protect themselves like the hobbits. He is a leader. He is he is he is. Yeah, he, he's not just my favorite Lord of the Rings character. I think he is my favorite fantasy and sci fi character of all time. Well, I, I was just going to say Aragorn and leave it at that. <laughs> you can't, though. You can't. He's rugged. He's strong. He can wield a sword and a bow and a knife. Uh, he doesn't want to necessarily fight, but he will hack down evil without a slight Second hesitation thought. when it is in front of him. Well, Aaron obviously has a part time job as hype man for Aragorn. I, am, I will be hype man for Aragorn. <laughs> Uh, Every day, introducing day. the one, the only Aragorn, <laughs> son of Arathorn, heir to the throne of Gondor. <laughs> Bask in the glory of his opulence. Also known as Estel because he was raised by elves after his parents were killed by orcs, which is also just, I mean, come on. Zach, I have to Guy derail could... this train. How about you? <laughs> well, like always, Aaron was almost word for word my answer so i'll have to go with my second favorite and i will say book faramir yes yeah he's so, so similar to aragorn yes. 
Faramir in the books is a man who knows knows what he's about. He's a man of honor. He understands the stakes so that when Frodo comes with this ring, unlike the way they portray him in the movies where he's like, oh, a chance to show Gondor's captain's character. He's just like, oh, you got the ring of power? Well, here here's some supplies and good luck on you. <laughs> I will help you. And uh, and then he, he does noble, brave things in battle. And he's just overall... An amazing warrior, just just a solid guy. Solid I, guy all the way I, around. I recognize why they made the change in the movie to offer that conflict and to show that continuity between Boromir, his his brother, right. and that temptation and the weakness of man. Yeah, and I think that's important. And I think on the screen it makes sense. But I'm with you, Zach. He's actually my second favorite, second favorite Lord of the Rings character. The <laughs> Good book grief. version. You guys surprise, are surprise, surprise. I know. Well, no. <laughs> Good heavens, guys. Well, our you know, last it's question. Funny. Zach and I cannot be more like our personalities are actually very different. Yet we somehow arrive at the. At well, the it's same because phase. you spend hours talking about these conversations. It, it's true. Gandalf's definitely in my top five, though. Yeah, I, I will say tri- trip. I, Gan- I would be on team Gandalf. He, he would be yeah. in my my top five. Same. That's right. Is that supposed to make me feel better? (laughs) (laughs) Well, we just don't want you to feel like the one man out. We're all like, hey, team Aragorn. Gandalf. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly how I said it, Gandalf. (laughs) (laughs) You're all wrong. Gandalf is the greatest. (laughs) Our last question for today comes from Palma5891 via Instagram. And they ask, which is the best Star Wars movie ever created since its inception? So <laughs> I, I think I've pretty much got a line on all of the dads here. So I'm like willing to venture in and just say like everybody say it on the count of three. All right. Count of three. What's the best Star Wars movie ever created since its inception? One, two, three. Empire, Empire Strikes, Strikes Back. Empire Strikes Back. Did you just say the Leave. Christmas special? <laughs> you monster. You need to get your that life day keister out hey, of here it was it was sweet han was trying to get chewbacca back get home on your from jefferson Christmas. starship and get as many parsecs <laughs> away from me as possible yeah okay so empire strikes back by far okay the best one. Uh, okay. i think all of us all of us here agree empire strikes back is the most solid however i would pop uh not only revenge of the sith and on a movie night uh i'd also pop rogue one in yeah. as well those are two solid films I agree three's got one. its problems. Three's got its problems. I'd still watch on a movie night, but Rogue One, I think, has been one of the solid for for a movie well. mm-hmm. that you know the ending of. I, I I think it deserves a lot more accolades than it received. Yeah, Kevin. I was gonna say since we all answered the the same for this one, Empire Strikes Back, and I think many many Star Wars fans would agree. Andrew, you kind of touched on it. Second favorites. So, Andrew, you oh. said Revenge of the Sith. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say Rogue One. Rogue One. Oh. I'm going to say Rogue One. Huh. Uh, I, I'd have to go with New Hope. I mean, because that, that's what sparked my initial fandom. Um, And then a close third would be Rogue One. But I, I now am of the opinion that you just start Rogue One and then watch all the way through the end of New Hope. Like, just watch it as one big movie. Rogue One is just kind of like the... I don't know, like the opening music, like if you're in a movie theater, you know, there's like opening music. That's mm-hmm. Rogue One. And then you get the masterpiece <laughs> that is. New I, Hope. Well, in the last, what, five minutes of that movie with Darth Vader going ham yeah. on everybody. Oh, that hallway uh, scene. That's what that, I was going to say. Just that a second ago, needed yeah. to happen a long time ago. I would love to see studies did. about how much carbon dioxide was 
immediately jettisoned into the atmosphere after Rogue One from all of the people going <gasps> just on that hallway scene. I actually, really I actually take it. That. I will take it a little bit further. I think you need to start in the last two minutes of Revenge of the Sith, where Obi Wan shows up on the Lars homestead with Baby Luke. See the the double sunset, then go into Rogue One, Episode Four, Five, and Six. I think that's the real sequence right there you gotta take mm. it just that little step further we'll take it or leave it guys that is our answers on this one um guys thank you so much for listening if you have not rated or subscribed to the podcast already please do uh it really does help other dadgum nerds find the podcast and we really appreciate it when that happens mm-hmm. um, also check out the dadgum nerds website dadgumnerds.com. you can listen to our podcast read articles that go beyond what we talk about on the show buy all kinds of dadgum nerds merch like a skateboard or a throw pillow. Who doesn't want that? Or a travel mug? I'm sure your wives will love a dadgum nerd's throw pillow. Uh, it's perfect smack dab in the middle of the it living really room. It really brings the room together. Uh, and more importantly, it really is the perfect way to support the show if you really do like this. You know, um, I was looking at what would bring the room together and I thought, mustache. Why not? <laughs> It really Just goes that, with that shag carpet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's dadgovnerds.com. Uh, and keep on submitting those questions and comments. We mm-hmm. read every one of them. No joke. And we're going to be doing one of these Q&A episodes every month. So if you guys don't want a whole lot of quiet dead space uh, when it comes around to August, then we, we need your questions. We need Just, we need more questions so we can have a lot in the queue. It, oh my gosh! <laughs> I that th- I missed that one. I took a breath to say something, and then I <laughs> then I realized that he had made a pun. <laughs> Just head to dadgumnerds.com um, at slash contact. You can send us your burning questions on your mind—a dad joke that makes your kids groan. Speaking of which, we have another dad joke of the week for you. Trip, what we got? All right, so this submission comes from the website from Josh McCausland. Josh, thank you so much for this. Um, Aaron, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. What's up? Good. Well, I'm not so great because I accidentally swallowed a bunch of Scrabble ch- tiles, and my uh-huh. next trip to the bathroom could spell disaster. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you get it? Yeah, that's like double, double out points, triple points. <laughs> It seems more fun when you explain it. Yeah, so thank you. It's it's a lot better when you spell it out. It's toilet oh. humor. It's literal toilet humor. Well, guys, that's all the time that we have. Again, thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you later, Dad Gum Nerds. Bye, everybody. Thanks, guys. Bye. And by the way, it was twenty. Game over.